0: I missed your call. Leave me a message, and I'll get back to you as
1: soon as I can. Jesus Christ! Step away from the door, please. You could have just asked me to move. If I didn't shoot, you wouldn't be listening as well. Always be in command of your audience's attention. We both work in communications, Gregory. This is very basic.
2: Okay, I have no idea what this is about. If you want something from me, take it. If this is, like... Revenge for something?
1: Gregory, be honest. Would anyone want revenge against you? You'd have to actually do things or matter to people for that to happen. But, to answer your question, no. This isn't revenge. This is strictly business. What is... What did I do to deserve this? You sullied the good name of Tenebra Laboratories. First of all, by pronouncing it incorrectly. Say it with me, Gregory. Te- Nebra. I... What? Natalie Tenebra, head PR manager of Tenebra Laboratories. You've been quoting me for a week. I thought you would recognize me. But I suppose I'm asking too much of you. Margaret doesn't include headshots with the script.
2: I'm sure if we met at a press conference, I'd remember your very nice-looking face and your, uh plant
1: gun? It's actually a Rhodesian ravager rose, bred to achieve the form and function of a gun. One of Dr. Kahn's experiments. It can fire iron-hard thorns at a high enough velocity to shatter bone. That, and it's hard to trace projectiles back to a gun that can be turned into mulch. It's not the only thing I've brought with me. I took the liberty of bringing Dr. Usman's cloning serum and Dr. Chicane's temporal displacement orb. You remember these, don't you? I'll be using the serum on you, since clones make very effective test subjects at the lab. And I brought the orb because I want to bookmark this meeting of ours. I have a feeling I'll want to revisit this moment in the future. As for the compliment, thank you. It's not easy keeping up appearances for an entire company. Especially not since you came around. Wait, what? What did I do? What did you do? I don't know, Gregory. Perhaps it has something to do with the fact that you've been dredging up our mistakes and broadcasting them across the entire county?
2: I didn't write the scripts. I'm I'm literally just the announcer. If you want to talk
1: to Margaret about- It doesn't matter! It was still your voice. You're the voice of our mistakes. You're what people think of when they think about us now. I mean the segment is new.
2: I'm pretty sure people who knew about the deaths and the blazers and the monsters before I
1: Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm sorry. You've made my job very, very difficult, Gregory. But I'm about to fix that. How? Use your imagination. Please. I just
2: want to leave. I I don't want this job. I don't even like living here. This place is insane. I'm scared to leave my apartment because I think a robot pterodactyl might cut my head off or a sewer gator might eat me alive. I can take it all back. I can go back to the studio and recant everything I've ever reported. Uh, We can go now. I know where Margaret keeps the spare studio key. It's behind the plant pot by
1: the front door. There's no need for that, Gregory. I've thought of everything. In fact, you'll be the featured topic of tomorrow's broadcast. I will? Of course. I wrote the obituary myself. Gregory, Mary, and Mabin died last night of several gunshot wounds to his chest. He was twenty-four. Foul play is suspected, though there are currently no leads. In part because Mabin was such an inconsequential man, police are stumped as to what could have possibly motivated the attack. Police initially suspected a robbery, citing the items missing from his barren studio apartment. That is, until they confirmed that nothing was stolen. Mabin did, in fact, own nothing but a mattress and a bag of clothes. I just haven't unpacked yet. Mabin made very few personal connections during his brief stay in Pine Falls, and even fewer citizens could recall enough to provide a statement. The one statement we were able to get was from Maben's previous manager, Margaret Evans, producer at Pine Falls Public Radio. When asked about her feelings concerning the death of her new co-worker, Margaret mumbled something unintelligible from behind a pane of soundproof glass that we took to mean, announcers come and go. Maben held the new position for less than a week before deciding to quit. When asked to describe Maben's performance as an announcer, Miss Evans described late attendance, unprofessional behaviour, and shoddy work ethic. Mabin was a recent graduate of Atlantic Community College in Trenton, New Jersey. During his time in college, Mabin switched his major over 17 times. These prospective majors included astrophysics, astronomy, astrology, media, media studies, study of media studies, theory of study of media studies, before finally deciding in his final semester on radio broadcasting. We reached out to Mabin's former instructors for comment, "'but none could recall much about him aside from his frequent truancy. "'The only person with whom Maben had regular correspondence "'was his grandmother, Marion Mabin. "'Unfortunately, she could not be reached for comment "'as she is currently on a cruise of the Arabian Peninsula, "'presumably celebrating the fact that she no longer needs to live at home "'with her directionless grandson. "'News of her grandson quitting yet another job "'had not reached her before his untimely demise.' Seeing that attendance at Mabin's funeral is expected to be low, local pillar of the community Natalie Tenebra stepped in to personally finance a private burial. Mabin was afforded the most expensive coffin available, the Quiet Night RT-700, right off the line of Tenebra Laboratory's post-mortem research division. This platinum coffin is hermetically sealed, which will keep his body perfectly preserved, long after all memory of him has faded from existence. An LED screen mounted on the coffin's exterior will play a highlight video containing all of his life accomplishments. It is a short video. Although the gravesite will be unmarked, the RT-700 has a nuclear battery-powered Wi-Fi hotspot that will notify those with the proper tracking codes of the coffin's location. This assumes that anyone will actually have the tracking codes, or would want them. The RT-700 will be open to the public just in time for the holiday season. Book yours today at tenebralab.net. In the end, Gregory Mabin died as he lived, panicked, unsure, and leaving no lasting mark on the world behind him. That's what I've got so far. I still have a few hours to workshop it. Any suggestions? I know you're no expert at communications, but I'd still appreciate a second opinion. Feedback is crucial for professional development. (sighs) Well, if you're going to be like that, I might as well get on with my business. So it was you? Writing all those threats? What threats? The death threats? The ones that kept appearing at the end of my scripts? Oh, those... I assumed it was just a prank and that no one at your radio station thought to proofread anything. I had nothing to do with it. But
2: if you didn't write them, then who did?
0: (sighs) (sighs) I wrote them.
1: Excuse me, I'm in the middle of something here. My goodness, you look just like... Me? But how? Where did you come
2: from?
0: She's holding a vial of clone juice in her hand. Where do you think I come from?
2: But you don't sound anything like
0: me. The last person who used that serum stepped into a giant tube filled with this stuff. All this lady brought was enough to fill an EpiPen. Weird stuff happens with less clone juice, I guess.
1: I haven't used any of the serum yet.
0: Yeah, yet. You have a time machine. It's not that complicated, lady. Okay, it kind of is.
2: But... How are you...
0: and why are you... Later. We can do this. Later. First things first, put down the rose gun.
1: I'm quite fine with it, thank you.
0: No, no. Seriously, you're going to want to put that down.
1: I don't take orders from an announcer.
0: Listen, lady, we've established I'm from the future. Trust me when I say it's for your own good. It's gonna...
1: Enough! I don't answer to you. Either of you. I represent something greater than you can comprehend. I am Tenebra Laboratories. We are on the cutting edge of technology that will change life as we know it, and you imbeciles would tear down our good name over a few workplace incidents. I won't let you stand in the way of the future. Your demise will simply be another death that greases the wheels of Tenebra's progress. It's the deck!
2: What happened?
0: Rhodesian Ravager roses have a bad habit of exploding if they're held too tightly.
2: Is she okay?
0: Uh, I don't think people can live with that many holes in their body, so no. Probably not.
2: Oh, oh, God.
0: Yep. Those thorns really do a number on you. Now, I just need these two things. Hold still for me.
2: How? What is that?
0: That is me. Where am I? What's going on? Here, take this orb and go through this portal. What? That dead woman in the corner is going to try and kill us in exactly one week. Leave us some warnings in the scripts for the town obituaries. Nothing obvious enough to let her know what's happening, though. Also, look for the files in the homes of all the dead scientists in this town. There's always some info that the lab misses or forgets to take. Oh, and you're going to trip and break the orb a few minutes after stepping in that portal. Don't worry, that's probably for the best. Time travel kind of sucks. I I don't understand. Honestly, neither do I. Good luck. (laughs) So... How are you doing?
2: You? You're the one sending me those threats?
0: Warnings, not threats, but yeah. But how? I hacked Margaret's computer and changed the script before she printed them. Like Natalie said, she doesn't proofread anything.
2: You hacked her?
0: Well, I say hacked, Margaret's password was 12345. It was written on a post-it note above the computer.
2: And you couldn't have made the warnings a little more specific?
0: I wrote them how I remember reading them.
2: Wait, you remember reading them?
0: Clones contain all the memories of the person they've been cloned from. I remember reading all those scripts and getting all those warnings. What? I don't know, man. Time travel sucks! So what's next? Are we going back to live with Grandma, or...
2: Hmm... Good morning, and welcome back to Pine Falls Public Radio. I'm your host, Greg Maben. We're very sorry about that week of absence we had to take while we were cooperating with that official police investigation, but we just hope that you're happy to have us back on the air. And I'm joined this week by my brand new co-host, my long-lost brother, Mark.
0: Hey, I'm Mark.
2: And, with that introduction aside, it's time for today's obituaries. Natalie Tenebra, head of public relations for Tenebra Labs, and daughter of its founder, Octavia Tenebra, died last week after a botched murder attempt on the life of local radio host Greg Maben. She was 29. For legal reasons, we can't go into the exact details of her death, as details are still being investigated by local police.
0: ...and as details are still being fabricated at Tenebra Labs.
2: Okay, we don't need to get into that... just yet. Natalie Tenebra will be remembered for her coverage and alleged cover-up of various Tenebra Lab... ...snafus over these past few years. She responded to the disappearance of their time travel research facility as a bold leap into the future. She reported that the mysterious fire in the mutant power development station was Tenebra Labs growing to the next level of evolution. She said that the fact that the robotics department had created human-hating AIs in 999 out of 1,000 trials was an impressive feat of consistency. Even from a young age, Natalie knew she wanted to work at Tenebra Labs, and not just because it's the family business.
0: And, not just because Tenebra Labs literally seeks out and recruits people with sociopathic tendencies.
2: Which is not an appropriate subject for an obituary. Not now, Margaret! <clears throat> Always a people's person, Natalie had an act for finding exactly the right words to please exactly the right people. While not particularly accomplished in any field of science, she did manage to secure a scholarship thanks to glowing letters of recommendation from each of her high school teachers. Each spoke of how concise, respectful, and flattering she was. Natalie reached great heights while attending Pine Falls University. Again, not for any real academic achievements, quite the opposite in fact. Natalie Tenebra is the only student to ever graduate from Pine Falls University after failing over 60% of her total classes. She earned her diploma after she wrote a magnificent 30-page letter to the school's dean. In it, Natalie managed to convince him that her constant failure to complete even the most basic of assignments without being expelled was actually her greatest strength. Arguing that, since she got as far as her senior year without doing any actual work, she had shown her exemplary skills in negotiation as well as risk management. The dean awarded her a diploma personally. Natalie earned a position at the Tenebra Labs' PR department shortly afterward. We would comment more on her career with Tenebra Labs, but unfortunately, most of her accomplishments were accidentally dropped into a paper shredder shortly after her death.
0: If you can't hear the air quotes, we're saying that Tenebra Labs is getting rid of evidence concerning-
2: How about we talk about this after the obituary is done? Good? Good right? Natalie's funeral took place three days ago. The service was held in the Tenebra Lab's break room during the 12 p.m. lunch break. It was attended by her mother, Octavia Tenebra, as well as any lab employee who happened to have a lunch break at 12 p.m. Octavia gave a eulogy for her daughter, which highlighted her love for the company, her team spirit, and how she refused to take sick days. Values that Octavia said that all employees should strive towards. Natalie was entombed in a Quiet Night RT700, a brand new development from Tenebra Lab's post-mortem research division. The Quiet Night is a hermetically sealed platinum coffin with an LED screen on the exterior that plays a highlight video containing all of her life's accomplishments. It is a fine video her coffin was welded into the walls of the employee break room next to the vending machines where it will remain for time immemorial or until the company decides to redecorate well that does it for us here at pine falls public radio and i'm sorry to say it but this will be my last time covering the obituaries but you will hear my brother and i tomorrow morning as the station's brand new investigative reporters. I look forward to reporting to you, our listeners and neighbors, about the many mysterious goings-on in our quaint little town. Every day, on the hour, without hesitation or... Uh, sorry, to do it, uh what was that, Margaret? Do you a season, a uh, a cease and desist?
0: Fat chance. I'd like to see them try and show... <clears throat>
2: Thank you for listening. Obit is written, recorded, and produced by John Glasfeld. Sound effects courtesy of Epidemic Sound. This episode featured Anna Coughlin as Natalie Tenebra, Chris Wilbur as Mark Maben, and Emily Glasfeld as Marion Maben.